Welcome to the Roman Enforcement Experience. This is the podcast where Jesus is on the throne and I am not. Hello everyone, my name is Ed Roman and I am your podcast host. And um, I have come to an understanding of what God has been doing in my life. And I want to share with you the goodness and the mercy that he has given to me. Um, the reason why, again, why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to uplift the name of Jesus and make a difference for his kingdom. A little bit about me. I, uh, uh, I grew up in Santa Fe Springs, and uh, I'm in my mid-50s. <laughs> um, I went to Pioneer High School, went to Rio Hondo College. I surrendered my life to Christ at the ripe age of 19, and uh, trust me, I was a mess. But uh, I want to share with you the things that uh, God was able to do in my life as a young man. And um, I remember at that time, I fell so in love with Jesus that I broke up with a beautiful girlfriend. (laughs) And um, because that's all I wanted was Christ. Lo and behold, I married her. Uh, We we got back together. And so... um, we got married in uh, 1989. Her name is Linda, very beautiful woman. And um, after I married, uh, after a couple of years, I joined the LA County Sheriff's Department, a dream of mine since I was six years old. And everything I'm telling you, we will get into detail. Um, I also wrote a book. Uh, it's a memoir, and the book is called By the Book, From the Book. From humble beginnings to tragedy to redemption. And I just wanted to read to you um, basically a synopsis of what this book is all about. This book details a young man who came from migrant parents with a calling to serve from a Christ-centered perspective. The calling to lay oneself down to sacrifice life and limb despite the evil in this current society. From the honor and wisdom taught by a father to the loving influence shaped uh, by uh, to <laughs> shaped and influenced a boy to become a man of God. This is a story of a man who tried to live by honor only to fall into sin and a self-indulgent lifestyle. Stepping away from the oath of holy living and a beautiful marriage and entering the depths of depravity and destruction that only the hand of God could restore. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I'm here today. It's because I've been completely restored. And I want to share, uh, basically put myself on front street, okay? Um, you know, and that's very hard. <laughs> you know, when you tell of your, your faults, your issues, uh, not too many people want to do that. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about him who lives in me, and that's Jesus. So, um, uh, after, uh, you know, getting into the Sheriff's Academy, uh, it was a dream, goal, and desire of mine. And I can remember, I tested with Monterey Park PD, and I passed a written test, and I failed their physical. And then I tested with the Sheriff's Department, and I missed the test, the written test, by one point. Because back then, they told you how many uh, uh, points you missed it by. And then I went to LAPD, tested with them, passed their written, and then they failed me in the medical portion of the testing. 
So I'm going, what's going on, Lord? What's happening here? You know I love you. You know you've called me to this job. Something that's very, you know, important to me. What's going on? Now I realize that God was preparing me for a career in law enforcement. Building in me so that the things of this world would not take me away from him. Well, it worked. Graduated from the academy. Went to Men's Central Jail. I worked there for six years. Um, and that foundation that I laid, that the Lord helped me lay for myself, for the kingdom, protected me from all the outside influences that could have, you know, taken me away from Christ. So six years um, in that time, there's a verse I'd like to read to you. And um, that verse was Proverbs 16, 7. And it said this, it said, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies at peace with him. And let me tell you, going into the county jail where there's mafiosos, gangsters, bloods, crips, evil people that have committed crimes, I needed that verse because I needed to be at peace with God. What does that mean? Being at peace with God means being obedient to God. And because of being obedient, for the most part, I was able to be protected from the, the issues that went on in the jails, riots, stabbings, uh, beatdowns that, you know, Hollywood can't even touch. Um, it was a, an experience for me. I was able to pray for inmates and lead in, inmates to Christ. And that's a whole nother story that I'll tell one day. But I was able to lead inmates to the Lord. Why? Because he was the king on the throne of my heart. And so he protected me, never been beat, never been stabbed. And uh, I'm here to uh, tell the story. So um, with regards to my book, Shameless Plug, uh, God told me to write this book many, many years ago. And uh, I, I became, you know, I, I was like, Lord, you know, um, I, I just wasn't ready. Well, I was ready, but I wasn't obedient. And so a couple of years ago, when I finally said, Lord, okay, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to be obedient. That's when my life completely changed. Because you see, for a long time, I was on the fence. I was on the fence. And the devil didn't mind because you know what? He owned the fence. But once I took the step over to surrender in obedience, that's when I saw God's mighty hand start moving in me, in my wife, in my children. And so now here I am. Uh, I want to thank my, my executive producer, Miguel, who um, is uh, in charge of the Virtual Bridge podcast. I was able to be a guest speaker uh, on his podcast um, uh, twice. And uh, God bless him. He came to me with, you know, um, production and so on and so forth. And again, I really was apprehensive, but I wanted to be obedient. And I wanted to do what God is telling me in my life. So um, I was thinking to myself, well, okay, Lord, what do I talk about? 
And I felt in my spirit him say, tell him what I've done for you. Tell him what I've done for you. And I just, I said, Lord, you've done a lot. <laughs> you've done a lot. And so um, I just wanted to share this one story. Um, and uh, it's not in my book, but it's in the next book, okay? Um, the Lord is already, I'm already, you know, in, in the process of writing another book. And this in particular story um, resonates with me because uh, it was, it was um, well, I'll just tell you. I was working Twin Towers and as a bonus deputy, a two-striper, corporal. And uh, it, during the shift, it, it, it's, it's incumbent on me to conduct what's called sergeant's court or discipline. Inmates get out of line, deputies would write a report, and then I um, would issue the discipline, how many days they would spend in a disciplinary housing. We call it the hole. So uh, I was working the uh, female side of the jail at this time. And there was one female inmate, about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, African-American, wiry little thing. And uh, I was, everybody was, you know, uh, convinced she was possessed for, for, by a demon. And um, so... You know, in how in disciplinary housing, they are escorted with handcuffs and a deputy escort. And when they would come and bring her, I'd have all the paperwork of what she did, and it, she was vile. Uh, I'll just be honest. She would uh, spit on deputies. Uh, she would fight with deputies. Um, she was just out of control. And so. Uh, this in particular time, she spit on a deputy, which is an automatic 20 days in discipline. And as I am, I, well, as I set up for this encounter with her, which was quite often, unfortunately, she would be escorted by the deputy. They would sit her down and um, she'd be like, hi, sir, you know, how are you? And she'd be real nice, right? And um, I'd be professional and I would tell her, hey, this is what we got going on. You spit on deputies. It's 20 days in the hole. And you could see the demon already coming out of her. She would, you know, be cursing all kinds of mothers, fathers, if you know what I mean. And I would be, and so deputies would try to hold her down. And you just see the demon manifest. So, um... <laughs> They take her back. Well, after a time, I didn't see her anymore. So I inquired about where, what happened to her. She was transferred to Patton, um, uh, an institution called Patton, which is in San Bernardino County. And so it's a state facility. And there, whatever happens, happens to inmates um, who are uh, mentally ill. So I would say maybe a year goes by. And part of my job was to go on the floors of the housing locations and to check on, you know, things going on, if they needed help, deputies needed help, custody assistance. And all of a sudden I hear, excuse me, sir, 
as I'm coming off the elevator on the ramp to walk into the housing location, I hear, excuse me, sir, I know that voice. So I turn and lo and behold, it's her. This inmate has no deputy escort, okay? So I turn to her and I'm not gonna say I panicked. I'm gonna say I was greatly concerned and as I looked at her, I was already grabbing for my pepper spray because I knew it was going to be an all-on fight. As I'm grabbing my pepper spray, she looks at me. She says, no, no, sir, no. I'm different. And I look at her and I see her eyes. Before, when I would look in her eyes, you could tell there was evil. When I look in her eyes, you could tell there was darkness. And now as I'm looking at her, She's got her hands up and she's saying, no, no, sir, I'm different. I accepted Christ. I gave my life to Jesus and now I'm different. And as I looked at her, I could see her demeanor. I can see her whole countenance was peace as opposed to the chaos that I was, you know, uh, usually dealing with her. I saw the peace in her. And she just raised her hands and she says, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm different. I want to read to you a portion of scripture. And it's from Matthew, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5. And let me read to you, starting in verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of Gerenesis, something like that. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus at a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what's your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Well, I was reminded of this story when I had that encounter with that inmate. I had seen her at her worst. Nobody, well, I, nobody wanted to deal with her. And sure, she could be subdued because of her, you know, she was, you know, very, very thin and a smaller stature. And she can be restrained with handcuffs or, or waist chains. But I saw what chaos was. And I was reminded, while I read this passage, I was reminded of this inmate. But here's the great part of it. Verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, a man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Now, he had just been 
cast out. The demons were cast out of this man. And he's begging Jesus, I want to go with you. But Jesus said, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And without getting emotional, this is what God has done for me. This is what Jesus has done for me. You see, I served God, but then, like the book says, I stepped away from the oath of holy living and a beautiful marriage and entered the depths of depravity and destruction that only the hand of God can restore. Shameless plug, if you want to read the depth, if you want to read what my life became chaos like that young woman in the jail um you could read my book it's on amazon but i identified with this young woman because i too lived a life of chaos i stepped away from holy living and lived a life of depravity it was um it was a season that was horrible in my life my children didn't want to talk to me. I was more in prison than the inmates who were behind bars in my mind and in my spirit. Sure, physically, I was free. But in my spirit, in my mind, I was in bondage. And there were some inmates that were more free than I was. But God. Amen. But God. And so now... As the story goes, and I believe the Lord told me, tell them what I have done for you. Well, now I am going and I am telling all in this, through this podcast that God has forgiven me. And with a humble heart, I sit here speaking to you and telling you, man, maybe you're far from God right now. And maybe, man, you, you don't see a way, but there is a way, and, and, and that is Jesus. Through his love and mercy on my life, now I'm able to tell others, just like that man in uh, Legion, we'll just call it, just like that man, Jesus has told him, now go tell him what, what great things God has done for you. And that's what I'm here to do, is tell you, the great thing that God has done for me, but also what he can do for you. I pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. I pray that somehow, some way, the Holy Spirit moves in your life uh, through the words of the Holy Spirit. And um, this is what where I stand. Because when, when you're fully aware of your sin, and what God has done, this is what Psalms 51 says, verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. 
That's what this podcast is all about. That's what my life is all about. And um, I just pray that, uh, you know, you find this um, a, a, a valuable um, in your spirit. And, um, you know, basically truth, truth is a revelation. And you can't worship without a revelation of who Jesus is. So I, I led a life of lies because I believed the lies that the enemy was telling me. The lies. And, and remember, the Bible uh, you know, calls um, Satan the father of lies. John chapter 8, 44. Uh, he's the father of lies. He's a murderer from the beginning. And all he wants is to destroy those of us who want a relationship with God. So, um, yeah, that's, that, those are lies. I believe the truth. I believe that God calls me his son. And that's all that matters to me. So um, that should end this uh, podcast. Please stay connected. Uh, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. And uh, rate this podcast. Believe me, you won't, hit, you won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> but um, also, too, if you're interested in purchasing by the book, from the book, it's a memoir of my life, uh, a memoir of working the jails in L.A. County, working the streets of L.A. County. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's on um, available on uh, Trilogy Network, uh, Barnes & Noble, every major uh, book distributor out there. And uh, again, by the book, from the book, Edward L. Roman and... Um, Jesus is on the throne. I am not. God bless you. Until we meet each other again. Take care.